are Locked On Bears, your daily Chicago Bears podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. That's right. Welcome to the Locked On Bears podcast, where our listeners get the best daily lockdown coverage of their favorite team, the Chicago Bears. I'm your host, Arthur Arkish, senior editor at Pro Football Weekly and NFC North reporter for USA Today Sports Weekly. If you haven't done so already, and I hope you have by now, please subscribe to the Locked On Bears podcast over at iTunes. Leave us a five-star rating, some comments, likes, shares. All of those forms of interaction help this podcast gain traction. So too do our wonderful partners, including FanRag Sports, today's Fast Break, and today's Pigskin.com, and our newest partner, DraftBreakdown.com. After you have checked out all my work at PFW and in USA Today Sports Weekly, and once again, once you've been to both iTunes and Audio Boom to make sure you are downloaded and subscribing to this show, check out the partner sites. I think you'll be pleased with what is over there. That's right. Again, welcome into the Locked On Bears podcast, the Tuesday, November 22nd edition. I hope you are doing well. I hope you've had a time to decompress after another... Uh, depressing Bears Monday that uh, followed a, a depressing Bears Sunday. Um, I, I was a little hot on this podcast yesterday. I've had a chance to step back a little bit. And, um, you know, at, at the end of the day, um, maybe there are some blessings in disguise here. Uh, we didn't talk about the next men up, uh, presumably Sunday versus the Titans. That include... Nick Kwiatkowski getting a chance to play alongside Danny Trevathan. Uh, Matt Barkley likely getting a chance to lead the Chicago Bears unless it's David Fales, who reportedly has been re-signed off of the Ravens practice squad. I'd be very surprised if it was anyone other than Matt Barkley, given the time he has spent in this offense. Um, So, you know, I I think at the end of the day, it's probably... uh, Still just a fluke. I know it's uh, it looks like a perfect storm. It's bad optics to have your best players going down uh, for PED suspension, certainly. But, uh, you know, maybe it's not systemic. I, I don't know if that's the case. I didn't say that yesterday, and I'm not going to say it today. Uh, so, you know, Nick Kwiatkowski has been buried on the depth chart behind arguably the Bears' strongest position with Danny Trevathan and Jarrell Freeman. Now, obviously, those guys are locked up long-term, which kind of begs the question, how far down the road could this become Kwiatkowski's defense? Um, But nonetheless, the Bears now have an opportunity to find out what they have in one of their fourth-rounders, one of the three fourth-rounders that the Bears drafted ahead of Dak Prescott. And uh, we'll get to that more in a minute. That's kind of going to be the biggest theme of the Tuesday podcast. I want to talk about uh, the process of acquiring quarterbacks or not acquiring quarterbacks in the case of Ryan Pace. But um, again, before we do that, just spend another minute uh, talking about the fallout from Jarrell Freeman's suspension, from Jay Cutler's injury, from the Bears losing their two quarterbacks in the span of a couple hours when the news came out Monday. Um, so again, Nick Kwiatkowski, a guy that I liked at the Senior Bowl, um, kind of a try-hard guy, uh, certainly a fi- certainly, excuse me, a, a physical player. He's kind of like Jarrell Freeman in a lot of ways, uh, kind of a, a blue-collar, active, um, kind of tone setter, if you will. So this will be his most extended 
playing time, you would think, over the next month of the season. And he gets an interesting first test in Marcus Mariota, DeMarco Murray, and the number three rushing attack in the NFL. So uh, I'll be looking forward to seeing that. Um, the other big next man up would be Matt Barkley. Uh, I have told you guys my opinions on Barkley uh, on this podcast. I don't think that he is a future starter in the NFL, that's for sure. Whether he can maybe be a, a functional backup is still up for debate. And now he likely gets an opportunity to uh, you know, kind of weigh in on that debate, if you will. So um, John Fox in this offense, the way it's currently comprised, uh, they don't really need a you know a big armed quarterback. Yes, I know that's what Jay Cutler is, kind of the big armed gunslinger, but he's almost the uh, antithesis of what they want in this offense. If you think about it, uh, it's supposed to be ball control, run first, uh, minimize mistakes and, uh, take advantage of what the defense gives you. So that sounds like Matt Barkley. Yes. He is limited from an arm talent perspective. He's limited athletically. Um, you know, there's not a ton to really get excited about, you know, when you look at Matt Barkley, aside from, uh, the productive college career and the experience he had, uh, playing in a pro-style offense, but um, we'll see what he has been able to to learn, you know, from Cutler, from Dal Loggins, from, uh, you know, from Brian Hoyer and the rest of the crew, from everyone else that's been around. Now, it's not going to exactly be, um, it's going to be far from an ideal situation, I should say, excuse me, for Matt Barkley to enter without Zach Miller and without Alshon Jeffrey and without both of his Pro Bowl guards and, um, you know, you, you're losing a, you're missing a right tackle last week. And certainly Mike Adams didn't look like a marked improvement over Bobby Massey. So, uh, he's going to be up against it. And Dick LeBeau has a history, uh, of really bringing it against rookie quarterbacks. Barkley isn't technically that, but from an experience standpoint, he might as well be. So, uh, we'll find out if nothing else about Barkley's, uh, you know, I guess about his moxie and his ability to, to play in adverse situations. Um, I don't know if what we find out is going to be a good thing, but um, in a lost season with Jay Cutler's Chicago um, legacy kind of sealed at this point, I think, and, and, and probably his playing days done here in Chicago, uh, what's the harm in just making sure that anything you already have kind of right under your nose, in this case being Matt Barkley, um, just to kind of be able to rule out with enough, um, you know, data that he is not, you know, any option here for the future um, and the uncertainty that the Bears face at quarterback. So uh, we'll see. The Bears still haven't confirmed anything about Jay Cutler. There's a national report today along with the re-signing of David Fales that I believe Ian Rappaport and Mike Garafalo of NFL Network had. Um they also mentioned that it is a torn right labrum for Jay Cutler. If that's the case, uh, I would think that his season's over. I haven't consulted with any doctors. I don't know. Uh, I still think, if nothing else, Cutler is a, a competitor and a tenacious one. And uh, if he has an opportunity to um, kind of, you know, make one more positive impression in what's been such a, uh, a disappointing and underwhelming Bears career, uh, I'd have to think he's going to try to, but you know we'll just have to wait and see when we have some more information on that. So um, I teased it a little bit, and, and what I just want to spend the next couple minutes talking about is the future of the Bears quarterback position and, and how they should go about acquiring one. Uh, but before I do that, I want to let you know about our great sponsor, SeatGeek. 
SeatGeek is the smartest, easiest way to find tickets for the football games you want to see up close and in person this season. There's nothing like being in the stadium for the biggest plays of the year, and with SeatGeek, it's never been easier to get the guaranteed seats you want for a great value. I have the SeatGeek app on my phone, and it's by far the easiest way I have found to shop for tickets. I can be anywhere, and with just a few taps, instantly find seats for this weekend or any game this season. With SeatGeek, you always get the best deal on every ticket because SeatGeek prices compare for you by searching multiple ticket sites. Prices can vary depending on where you shop, but SeatGeek will always find you the lowest available price. And SeatGeek wants to help you get the most bang for your buck. That's why every ticket on SeatGeek is given a grade based on value. You'll immediately see any underpriced seats and be able to find the best deals that fit your budget. Plus, every ticket you buy on SeatGeek is backed by their 100% guarantee, so you can shop for tickets on SeatGeek with confidence. Best of all, my listeners get a $20 rebate off their first SeatGeek purchase. To get your $20 rebate on tickets, download the SeatGeek app, go to the Settings tab, and click Add a Promo Code. The promo code you'll add is LOBEARS. SeatGeek will send you $20 after you've made your first ticket purchase. Download the SeatGeek app and enter the promo code today. Once again, the promo code is LOBEARS. Start saving at SeatGeek. All right. Thank you to SeatGeek, our wonderful sponsor. And um, let's just spend a couple minutes now. Uh, you know, I've, I've kind of thought about this over the past 24, 48 hours. And I think that my biggest disappointment with Ryan Pace so far in this tenure uh, is here we are again with a Jay Cutler injury and no kind of developmental prospect behind him. Yes, I just got done saying uh, the Bears need to find out what they have in Matt Barkley before we can fully rule him out. And uh, that's just kind of giving him his fair shake. But um, I just don't think he's going to prove to be the guy. Um, and again, he's such a, he's, he's like, uh, you know, like Connor Shaw. It's trying to capture lightning in a bottle uh, off the waiver wire. And you just don't really find quarterbacks that way. At least it's about as uncommon uh, a method as you could possibly imagine. So another uncommon method, or at least in the past, of finding a franchise quarterback was in the middle or later rounds of the draft. But it got me thinking, um, watching the revival of the NFC East over the past couple months and uh, watching Dak Prescott, who I believe is absolutely an MVP candidate, uh, as great as Matt Ryan and Tom Brady and, and a few others are playing. Um, Prescott has been wonderful, and I th- definitely think he's in the thick of that conversation given uh, that he's piloting you know, the first or second best team in football and the hottest team in football at this point. And uh, he's been really, really good, much more than a game manager of late for them. So um, anyway, you see what Dak Prescott's doing. He's a fourth-round compensatory pick. Maybe even more to the point is what Kirk Cousins is doing. It's so easy to forget that Mike Shanahan um, double-dipped in that draft back in 2012, obviously uh, you know, trading up for RG3 and, and then kind of taking out an insurance policy in Kirk Cousins. Uh, at the time, people were scratching their heads saying, what on earth are they doing? And uh, just look at what's happened. Cousins is going to be get paid a ton. Uh, this offseason. He's obviously playing on the $20 million franchise tag. After a rough start, he has been awesome for Washington. And uh, I just don't think there's any doubt that they don't let him get away, that he gets a huge deal. And, um, you know, you can look at Russell Wilson and Tom Brady. There are other examples. Yes, they're rare. Uh, But I guess what I'm getting at here is at the most important position in professional sports, much less in football, 
where you see teams rarely can have success without that position solved. Um, for Ryan Pace to make it through his first two drafts and his first two free agent periods without doing anything to address the position earnestly beyond Brian Hoyer, um, that's disappointing. And, you know, it's so easy to say uh, the Bears passed on Dak Prescott, and they, they did it three times, actually, as I mentioned earlier, with Nick Wachowski and then Deion Bush and DeAndre Hall. Um, yeah, 30 other teams also passed on Dak Prescott at least three times, and many of them more. So instead of trying to you know, be a revisionist historian and, and, and say, you know, with the benefit of hindsight that obviously the Bears should have pulled the trigger on Dak Prescott, I'm not going there. It's in the past, and, and we can't change it. But I think that if anything else, if nothing else, excuse me, Ryan Pace has to use it as a teaching point. And frankly, you could throw Ryan Pace into the conversation. You can throw uh, any team that needs a quarterback right now. Mike McCannon, uh, the Browns going draft Cody Kessler before Dak Prescott and um, before a, a bunch of other guys as well, obviously. Uh, Cardale Jones, I'm just trying to think about who else came out of that draft. But um, I think that what you should see more is teams taking mid-round dart throws at the quarterback position because of the value they have for the team. Uh, you, as I said, you can't really win without one. And, you know, if they're of so much more value to your club, then shouldn't you be allocating more valuable draft resources? Now, I'm not ruling out spending a, a high pick on a dra- on a quarterback either. I still think that is probably the safest way. I don't think that. I know that is still the safest way, or I'll say your best odds is probably the better way of putting it, uh, to go out and find your franchise guy. And I do expect the Bears to go looking for one early, um, but I don't think that that should preclude them from coming back a, a couple rounds later whenever they think uh, that the value aligns and just uh, kind of throwing darts at the board or, 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 excuse me, just throwing things at the wall until they stick. Um, and I get back to Ryan Pace's introductory press conference in January of last year, uh, wherein he said he was a Ron Wolf believer. And you watched Redzi McKenzie, actually, this year in Oakland. He already has Derek Carr, and, and yeah, I guess Derek Carr has done a lot to answer questions during this season. I think he's probably also an MVP candidate, maybe a dark horse one, but uh, another game-winning drive and fourth-quarter comeback last night. Um, and his ability to turn it on late after, well, he wasn't getting a lot of help. Michael Crabtree was absolutely brutal for him last night, um, and the other guys were dropping passes too. But before I kind of digress too much, um, Reggie McKenzie already had Derek Carr this offseason. He already had a pretty strong inclination, I think, uh, that Carr was his guy for the future. And what does he do? He comes back in the fourth round and trades up to go get Connor Cook out of Michigan State. Um you know, that's kind of funny because Kirk Cousins, the last fourth rounder to come out of Michigan State, I am not at all pretending uh, that Connor Cook is going to be the next Kirk Cousins. I have no idea. I can't tell you about the progress he has made in the playbook and where he is uh, in that Oakland offense now versus where he was when he arrived. Um, but Reggie McKenzie is one of the hotter GMs in the NFL right now, has one of the better teams. And uh, I liked seeing him, also a Ron Wolf. Um, uh, confidant, if you will, uh, learned under Wolf, and you saw him put that uh, that belief um, to work in April or in May, excuse me, and, and showing how much he valued the quarterback position. And I think that Ryan Pace now 
needs to put action behind his words. He's, he's told us that he believes in that method, the Ron Wolf method. Uh, now we need to see it. So uh, we'll get more into these guys, Trubinsky and, and the guys at the top and Kaiser and Watson. Uh, but because of everything I'm saying here, we're also going to get more into some of the mid-round guys as I'm able to pick out Greg Gabriel's brain more uh, in the coming months as I'm able to actually start kind of watching tape more. Uh, because I haven't had much of an opportunity yet, but we are going to kind of comb over all these guys and find out who would make sense for the Bears, not only at the top, but in the middle rounds, because uh, I think that that's uh, what Ryan Pace needs to do now. I, I've been disappointed by some of the moves he's made. Uh, never understood the Eddie Royal signing. Uh, I thought Leonard Floyd was a little too rich up at the top of the draft in the first round, so it's not like he's been perfect, obviously. Uh, he deserves blame for the Ray McDonald move and going to George McCaskey and uh, asking permission and, and so on and so forth. Um, but I think that my biggest disappointment is the lack, is the bare cupboard that he has left at the quarterback position in what is now a lost season um, and now just no one to try and find out, to try and kind of even potentially build for the future with in Jay Cutler's absence. So um, let me know what you guys think. Again, I, I just, it kind of in light of what we've seen from Cousins and Prescott, I was thinking about that a lot yesterday. I'm planning on writing a column about it at some point this week too. Maybe I'll be able to articulate a little bit better by then. But uh, hopefully you guys at least kind of get the gist of what I'm saying. And I'd love to hear your feedback on it. Uh, let me know if I'm crazy. Uh, let me know if more teams will or won't um, be spending more early mid late round investments doing whatever they can to solve the quarterback position because in this league you really can't win without one uh the bears are getting ready to continue finding that out the hard way so uh that's what i have for you on the tuesday edition of the locked on bears podcast um want to thank you again as i um as i couldn't do this podcast without you um you guys can't listen without heading to itunes and subscribing uh, I probably can't stay on your podcast airways without you rating this show. Uh, leave some feedback, comments, likes, shares, but especially the ratings. While you're over there, check out Locked On NFL, Locked On Fantasy. Uh, please check on Locked On Bowls with Cody Westerlin and Sean Hyken. Uh, all great stuff happening on the fastest growing sports audio network in the world. And uh, we'll be back on the Wednesday edition of the Locked On Bears podcast, presumably with Corey Wooten. That's my reminder to myself to go check in with him and see if we'll get him on the show. Um, but I know I'll be here one way or the other. I hope you guys will be too. Uh, a lot of fun today. I look forward to doing it again. I hope you have a wonderful night. And one last thank you so much uh, to you um, and also to SeatGeek, our great sponsor. So have a good night, and we'll see you on the Wednesday edition of the Locked On Bears podcast.